Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Frankert, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money mother, Jason Burnell. Hey, that's me. <laughs> yeah, a podcast about finance, be entertaining. Not without alcohol. All right, I forgot your name. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're here. That's you. <laughs> good start, my friend. Good All start. Right. I feel like this is going to be pro quality podcasting here. Well, that's why we pay Potisteri. <laughs> they do a good job. Make this pretty. <laughs> <laughs> this should be a fun one. So, I mean, it, it'll kind of follow the format, but it's going to be the way we prepared for this one was not over preparing. No. Which if you listen to the podcast, you might think, oh, wow. They never prepared. It sound like they prepared anyway. But <laughs> so if that's the case, this could get ugly. But yeah. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. You know, we were talking earlier this week, you know, with what's going on in the markets. We've been talking a lot. We've been talking a lot about, you know, portfolio stuff and, and just what's going on in the headlines. And we have been, as a team, throwing quotes around like crazy. Yes. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun to just throw out some some really good, you know, timeless quotes by, you know, the the sages who have gone before us. The, That's right. The wise ones who are a lot smarter than we are, for sure. And I think the public at large only ever hears from like the Warren Buffett. Yeah. And, and there's uh, a lot of good ones. Oh, yeah. Like he's got great ones. But there are a lot of really smart people that came before Warren Buffett. Yeah. I mean... If you talk to Warren Buffett, he'd probably say he's not very smart. He just right. surrounded himself with smart people and followed smart people. Exactly. Um, now I give him a little bit more credit than that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, Charlie Munger. I mean, Charlie doesn't get quite all the credit that Warren gets. But, you know, and I, I might have said this once before, actually. We have a not far from us a, a financial advisory firm that does a podcast, the Invested mm-hmm. Dads podcast. They did a whole episode on Warren Buffett and. It was pretty full of uh, Warren quotes. It was. And there's a lot of them that you're like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing. Oh, that was Warren Buffett. That was Warren Buffett. Yeah. Some I looked up, I thought were Warren Buffett quotes, but he was just quoting somebody else. So anyway, today, he's famous enough, though, he can steal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we again, we didn't over prepare. We under prepared on purpose yeah. because I thought it would be fun. I, I printed off some quotes that I really like that I've been using with clients and then newsletters and different things like that. You've got your own. I think what we're going to do is just kind of we're going to sit around. We're going to talk a little bit about what what's going on in the markets. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw some quotes out there and just talk about them, why we like them, right. why they make sense. And hopefully, if you're listening to this and you're worried about the markets, this should be reassuring, right? Sure. Like, you know, well, most of mine, you know, when you're, <laughs> you know, when you're not feeling great, you're just kind of down and blue. And, you know, if I hang out with such and such friend. I know they always pick me up, right? They've mm-hmm. always got the right thing to say. Yeah. Hopefully, this is an episode full of those yeah. right things to say that'll make you feel a little bit better about yeah. how things are going, exactly. what, what's going on in the market. Yeah, so. I mean, we always feel like it's like something new is happening. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we are making new history. That's for sure. Every day. Every day. Right now, this podcast is making history. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Cool. So before we get into all that fun stuff, yeah, let's have a drink like we always do. This one's, I can't believe I've never heard of this before, Jason, because when I researched it just a little bit, I found that this one's been around for a really long time too. And we're not going to go into all the history and all that kind of stuff. But actually what got me to think about this drink in particular was someone online had a video and says, you know, you don't like vodka, huh? And I'm like, hey, that's me. I don't like vodka. Well, this drink will change your mind. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a bold statement. Let's try this out. And then, you know, 
we not don't surprising. Have <laughs> we didn't have any vodka, so I thought, uh, well, gin. I wonder if you could put gin in this. And then I found online that some people are doing this with gin. And then I thought, well, why even try it with vodka? I know I like gin. <laughs> so what we're drinking today, so vodka is a, still sucks, is what you're trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna die on that hill. <laughs> so yeah, what we're drinking today is called the Gypsy Queen, and it's a pretty old recipe, actually. A pretty simple one. And mm-hmm. Jason, this one just feels nice because it is today the weather turned. It's real crisp out there. It it's a it's fall. Fall is here. Yep. Every time we add in a certain ingredient, I feel like it makes me think of fall. So yep. what we've got today, the gypsy queen, we've done two ounces of gin and we use yes. uh just tanqueray gin, which is great for mixing. Mm-hmm. One ounce of Benedictine. Yeah. Right? That aromatic oh. herbal. Liqueur, yeah, right. You know, lots of herbs and spices. Herbs, (laughs) twenty-seven herbs, and (laughs) yeah, this this a secret recipe. I think we talked about this. It goes back to we like this a lot. Yeah, supposedly. Well, I'll take the story. It's a great one. Well, it is. I mean, is this the the um, the monks? One of the monks, right? There's other ones. There's the Frangelico. Yep. That we did Those with with the, the nutty Irishman. Yeah, this is, and then no, there was another one. Though. This is, I can't remember what that other one was. But this, anyways, very like all the twenty seven herbs and spices. Think of, think of autumn. I'm sorry, you say herbs, and I have to laugh. I'm saying it on purpose because <laughs> <laughs> I okay. never say herbs. <laughs> so yeah, big fan of Benedictine. Anyone can find this. I, I think yeah. for the most part, it's pretty readily available. So this this drink, you shouldn't have a whole lot of trouble finding the ingredients. We also have two dashes of Angostura bitters. That's the one with the oversized wrapper and the yellow cap that you find everywhere at every grocery store in the world. And you know me, Jason. When it says two dashes, I'm going four. Right. I know that. Great stuff. Which is is fine. And then we garnish with a lemon twist. So, Jason, we just mixed them up. Cheers. Oh, man. Mm. That's awesome. That is really... Okay. So, initially, gin... And bitters, you got to. Like, you got to. What are we like, doing here? You have to like gin. You, you do. You're it's, not. You're not gonna like this drink. It's very gin like forward. You get that that pininess, the uh, the juniper, really uh, juniper berries, right? Yeah, but it's that. It's all those spices we were just talking about. It's how it finishes. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get gin on the, right out of the gate. Yeah, and then you know the finish is very much. Well, you get the bitters in there. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and that's the. Whenever you I look at this yeah. recipe, you go, wait a minute. Gin and bitters, like okay, maybe a barrel aged gin. Oh, hey, there's an idea. Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> that just happened. Yes, we do. We oh, have we do? some left. Yeah, oh, yes. You know, you think maybe a barrel aged gin, right? If you're throwing the bitters in there, that just seems like it goes with whiskey, not with gin. It really, it it's it's cool because the Benedictine like fills in the gaps, it does. and it's it really, really, it's not harsh at all. No, it it blends the drink together. It, it's like it it's the glue that holds the drink together. Did we say how? pretty this drink it's looks. a beautiful drink yeah yeah it, it's like a got an orange tinge it, it's almost got a like a medium lager yeah kind of it, does. A color. it looks like you're drinking looks beer, like beer. <laughs> it's not foamy at all so now that's great that that's did, a I, really, did i say that we garnish this with a lemon twist too I, I don't know if you did but we did you can garnish with a lemon twist if which I is not necessary say that. i'm not tasting any lemon there but it does make it look pretty yeah that, i mean <laughs> I, I get it that was like bartending 101 they're just mm-hmm. throwing something in there to make it give it a conversation piece i think That's this really is really good. interesting you know what i i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a limb here and say i Your think favorite i drink of all time no <laughs> no it's pretty good it is i think we should have more benedictine in this 
So it's funny that you say that because the first time I, I, I cheated. Like I said, I came across this drink because someone said that this will make you like vodka. And I'm like, yeah, challenge accepted. So the first recipe that I found only had a ha- maybe a half an ounce of Benedictine. I found another one that called for three quarters. And then I found a bunch that called for a whole ounce. And Jason, it's chilly out. I wanted more Benedictine. So I went with an ounce for today. So I already put more in than what was I just, what it was called for. I just for. threw a little bit more in there. Yeah. Like it could be maybe a one for one. Okay. Um, hold on one second. Oh, dude, it, it actually, it calmed the gin down a lot. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, try at home. I mean, I'm, I would, I might be a say, I might say two ounces, gin, two ounces Benedictine, but you may have to share with a friend. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? One and a half, one and a half, something like that. This, this drink, I think kind of takes, if you're a whiskey drinker and you're going, gosh, I hate when these guys talk about gin. You know, that's all right. That's yeah. fine. I, I saw some, somebody that I really like actually on, I don't know if it was on YouTube or, or Facebook or something like that. They were a whiskey, big whiskey guy and they mm-hmm. were like, hey, do you want the, the ingredients for the best martini ever? And I was like, take two ounces of gin, take this, you know, verm- yep. and they basically said, mix it all up and throw it in the trash and drink whiskey. <laughs> I was like, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, however, so there are diehard whiskey fans out sure. there who are like, I'm not diving into the gin thing. I wish you guys would stop talking about gin. This, I don't know. It, it really, I think it, it has something for whiskey drinkers. It does. It's, it's more bold. It's, There's it's, a little bit of heat. Yeah, um, not quite like a Kentucky hug. No, no. But and I think a, a lot there. of that is coming from the Benedictine. But I, if you're a gin drinker, you'll like it. You'll you'll like it. If you're a whiskey drinker, I think I you'll, think like, you'll like it. it. I, I happen it's... to be a gin and whiskey drinker. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> so it's pretty good. Not hard uh... to make. Very interesting. I think you could have a lot of fun. This is one of those that I think is a pretty good canvas. You could have a lot of fun with different types of bitters. Maybe different types of gin because there's there's this whole craft gin boom oh, going gosh, on yeah. and bitters and bitters absolutely yeah. so have fun with this it's a I think it's a good canvas to work it's e- off it's of. easy and you can yeah. modify it real easy so and really easy to get a hold of the ingredients so yep. cool I like it you like it and for it to me it is uh it's screaming fall oh yeah yeah cool awesome you want to get into some fun quotes jason i yeah i mean i i'm really excited to see what you we we kind of independently prepared for this so picked out some of our favorites i think we have you know love for some special folks when it comes to the finance world yeah and uh it'll be interesting to see the ones you picked out maybe we picked out some of the I same i bet we i bet we have probably overlapped a little bit here but all right. that's all you, right you go first you go first you want me to go first yes. okay well we we did talk about warren buffett we did. Uh, we have a newsletter coming out today. Yeah, that goes out to our clients, and I, I at the top of my investment commentary, this was the lead-in. It's a Warren Buffett. The stock market is a device to transfer money from the impatient to the patient. Jason, let's talk about that. Okay, so this was my first quote. Ready? Oh, okay. I mean, this is funny. was it Warren Buffett? The stock well, market? It was, it was not. <laughs> okay. This is Robert Bishop. Okay. Okay. If your financial house is in order. You can afford to be patient. Awesome. That was the first one you Very okay. first one. So patience. <laughs> did we independently prepare for this? We we did. That's kind of cool. So yeah, let, let's let's get into that a little bit. Patience, right? right. It's it's kind of hard to I, I think a lot of folks are feeling the pain. And we have been through downturns. We've been mm-hmm. through bear markets, but this one just seems like it's got some staying power, maybe that some of the other ones didn't have. And right. 
I think we're noticing that folks are, are getting a little bit exhausted with it. Yep. It's been, they're losing it's been patience. most of the year. Yeah. I mean, January was a reasonable month. And after that, it just got dark. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, I think both the quotes are, you know, point out a very they important. They play together so nice. Important right? key. Yeah. I mean, if, if you've done the work, okay. If you've done the plan. If, if you've, you've done executed, the plan, uh-huh. you're probably in a spot that you can afford to be patient in any circumstance. Yeah. Whether you're retired, you're thinking about retiring, you're still accumulating. It's the folks that are really worried are probably those guys that are like, you know what? I need to refinance my adjustable rate mortgage mm-hmm. or I need to work on these credit cards. You know, I think that that's, that's where, you know, your financial house is in an order. You know, it's going to, it's going to be rougher for those folks. There's just no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, and that, that I think illustrates the point that you're, you haven't done the thing. Your affairs aren't in order because you've had ample opportunity to fix but that works at, in, at lower rates and works in good markets right. and bad markets. It yeah. doesn't matter. So, all right. I, I think that's huge, you know, and, and I, I think I even capped off the end of my commentary with what are we doing? Well, we're going to buy solid companies with good balance sheets, you know, you know you that are undervalued. This. My next quote. Well, wait, I was finishing my quote no. so that this can be up there in the okay. annals of time with okay. all the best quotes <laughs> because the market will reward patience and prudence. That's great. D- d- is that mine or did that, I just did I steal that from somebody? Well, <laughs> you didn't. That was your quote. So the next quote okay. that I picked. Go for it. Anonymous. Oh, I love Anonymous. He's yes, great. He's a great guy. <laughs> we cannot direct the wind, but we can adjust the sail. Oh, that's good. You <laughs> just said it. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, we can't affect what the market's going to do on a day-to-day basis, but we can affect how we react. That's right. We can. We can. Take right. op- look at this and take a, uh, this as an opportunity. Which is probably the single biggest conversation we've had all week. Yes. How do we, you know, and that's the funny thing because I've had a lot of phone calls with folks. So we want these episodes to be as evergreen as possible. But look, this is a year where the market has not done well. We just came off of a couple of months where the market rallied quite a bit. And then September came along and just sucked it all away. And then some. So I think some of those fears that are out there have been stoked up again. I'm talking to clients again, and I'm, I'm starting to get some more of those questions that we got before. What can we do to be more conservative? And I go, conservative, nay, nay. What we might do might look more conservative, but I'm looking at ways that we can be opportunistic. That's right. Right? In ways that we haven't done right. in 40 plus years. And, and look, we're not going to give away our... our <laughs> what we're doing in our portfolios or anything like (laughs) that. But it it is funny that in some of the ways that we can be the most opportunistic right now are some of the things that traditionally maybe look to be more conservative. Right, right? exactly. So your your quote was great. I guess my next one was, (laughs) I I guess it doesn't totally go along with it, but you said wins and mine says forecasting. Oh, that's funny. It's uh, by John Kenneth Galbraith. The function of economic forecasting is to make astrology look respectable. Ooh, I like that. Everybody out there is trying to say what's going to happen. Yeah. And this nails it. You might as well be talking to a palm reader. I mean, we don't know. No one knows in the short term. And we have history to look back on, right? Yeah. I mean, so we use history to help guide us. But I think probably one of the um, one of the feelings that everyone says is that and you know, clients call in and they're like, but this feels different this time. It is different. famous last words. It's always it feels different. different this time. It's always different. It's, it's uh, yeah. When you start to hear that, I, I start to 
I start to get nervous. <laughs> yeah. So my next one, Alex Green. The stock market is the only place where the customers don't buy when the merchandise goes on sale. Okay, that's really funny because I've got another one. Who else? Somebody else. Cullen Roach. Mm-hmm. And so he's new. So I'm going to say the other guy said yeah. it first. Cullen Roach does a lot of blogging and things like that. Sure. The stock market is the only market where things go on sale and all the customers run out of the store. It's very similar. And it's so true. Right. It's so true. Yeah. And you, we can see this. This data is like reported very regularly, especially what they call. They break this down in retail and institutional investors. Mm-hmm. Retail investors are running for the hills. Okay. Still, I mean, this whole year. And, and by I, retail investors, you mean Joe on the street. Joe on the Joe street. Joe the plumber. Yep. <laughs> He's, they're running for the hills. They're scared. Mm-hmm. And institutions are buying. Well, of course they're we scared should. because look at the news. Watch the news. Watch, right. the, watch the quote unquote financial news. We were just, we didn't, I don't know if you pulled this or not. I didn't. The quote from It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, the whole, you know, we're all panicking and Potter's buying. Potter's buying. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, that's uh that kind of leads into the next quote for me and uh John John Templeton. So Oh, that's where I was going next. Yeah. He, he this is I've heard this my entire adult life. Uh-huh. Bull markets are born on pessimism. Uh-huh. Grow on skepticism. Mature on optimism and die on euphoria. The time of maximum pessimism is the best time to buy and the time of maximum optimism is the best time to sell. That's a really long quote. <laughs> and I wonder if my next quote was which oh, was sword. also Sir John Templeton. <laughs> oh yeah. I wonder if this was a summary of what he just said there, which is and this is talk about sage advice, wisdom here. There will always be bull markets, followed by bear markets, followed by bull markets. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He was a pretty sharp guy. That's kind of like a, well, duh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but, then something else will happen. But even the, well, duh comments right now, we have to remind ourselves of this. Yeah. Oh, we do. Because we, we're, we're, we're getting humans, right? We're getting bear market fatigue. We all right. are. Right. Um, I, so I have to go back to John Templeton and I'm, I'm going to go back to a quote uh, or something that we said, actually, uh, in discussing one of the quotes. But, you know, the, it's different this time. Sir John Templeton said the four most dangerous words in investing are this. This time it's different. Oh, I knew someone had to have said that. That's great. Yeah. All right. So next one for me, Warren Buffett. If you wait to see the robin sing, spring may be over. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So uh, let's, let's talk about the gist of that, right? If you are trying to time things, don't. <laughs> By the time you know it's safe to get back in, quote unquote, yep. safe to get back in, you've missed it. Right. You know, that's <laughs> Jason, you would have thought that we prepared this, right? Shelby Column Davis, you make most of your money in a bear market. You just don't realize it at the time. Oh, isn't that true? Yes. We, and we were talking about this. So we were talking about imagine you were pooping your pants in 1982. <laughs> okay. Well, you were. I was pooping my pants in 1982. Okay. So imagine. I, I wasn't quite invented you were, yet. You were a twinkle in somebody's <laughs> eye. <laughs> imagine. What would you have done when interest rates climbed? I mean, prime rate was 20%. What would you have done? All right. We look back at that and we say, I would have bought 
bonds for as long a duration as I could get, right? Yeah, that's like the, oh, well, I guess when I got into banking and we saw all those 5% CDs that were maturing. Right. And and what you had essentially was the bank that we worked at had a 5% pick your term CD. Mm-hmm. What did everybody do? One, two, three, four, one. or five? The shortest one. Yeah, they went with the one. So they were all maturing and renewing at point nothing. And people were, no, 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 just let that roll over into the five. You know, it's it's funny. People who do that, they they think they're being conservative. Yep. But really, they're being greedy. That's true. right. They think so, there's an opportunity to earn more later. Exactly. Rates are always going up. Things are, are going to be. Are you going to be dissatisfied with whatever the return is? Right. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Well, okay. Maybe this was the one before that that this one really went along along with. And this is Peter Lynch. Mm-hmm. Every economic recovery since World War II has been preceded by a stock market rally. And these rallies often start when conditions are grim. So th- this is something else that I alluded to in our, our newsletter that went out, mm-hmm. is the markets tend to recover well before the economy does. Sure. So right now we're looking at a situation where you would think on the surface that we've been in a recession for the better part of the year, right? Right. But when you look at it, we could say, are we really in recession? I don't know. Are we forward looking? Right. So... You know, we could we could very well slip into recession and say everybody says, "Yep, we're there. We're in recession. Should we be scared?" Well, the the truth of the matter is that well, the markets don't like uncertainty. If we get right. some certainty, the recovery generally starts before the economic recovery starts. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And so my next one was actually Peter Lynch also. Oh man, really? Yeah. Which was everyone has the brain power to make money in stocks. Not everyone has the stomach. All right, so I'm going to take that off of my list. <laughs> it's prob- that is one that I I love, and that is that's a, that's again, you know, we're we're feeling that indigestion. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. All right, so uh, this one, I guess I'll throw one out here because I think that this is definitely we we we're looking at valuations and things like that, right? We're starting to almost it's funny we're starting to almost get giddy, mm-hmm. like oh my goodness, there's there are opportunities, right? Like op- there were opportunities a few months ago too, but some of these are just you know, Unique. flashing red light. Right. And, and this one is Joel Greenblatt. I'm not even sure who Joel Greenblatt is, but Great this guy. is true. Prices fluctuate more than values. So therein lies opportunity. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's good. Yeah. All right. My next one's Winston Churchill. Ah, Winston. Yeah. Love him. All right. Greatest lesson in life is to know that even fools are right sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, isn't it true? Yeah. You have a lot of people pumping, you know, themselves up and and really pounding their chest saying, "See, we told you. See, we told you. We told you." That's I'm not sure who this is, but a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> right? If you're always crying recession, bear market, eventually you're going to be you right. You will be right. And what's really funny is the people who are always saying bull market, the, the perma bulls, things are going to be okay. Yep. We're fine. People look at them and say, "Oh, you're just you're out of touch. Right. You're unrealistic." We, re- re- we really, for whatever reason, we hold up pessimism. We almost, do. Almost as is it's, if it's, like it's discerning or something. Like, well, like well you, if you think things are okay, that's right. just because you're, you live in Disney World and you yeah. don't really know what's going yeah. on. You're naive. And so you're like not, they're wearing like a badge of honor of like finding some kind of conspiracy. Well, theory. we reward pessimism you, though. No Look at the news. It. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Every day they get rewarded. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, that makes me sick. So this one doesn't connect with that, but I just like this one. Benjamin Graham going way back, right? 
The intelligent investor is a realist who sells to optimists and buys from pessimists. A fool and his money are soon parted. That's the Bible. Ben Franklin. That's straight out of Proverbs. I do. <laughs> <It is. laughs> he also said it, though. It was like one of his favorite lines. <laughs> he also said, God helps those who help themselves. Uh, he also said, which is give me syphilis or give me death. <laughs> oh, wait, that wasn't uh, him. <laughs> ben. All right. Good he said some man. good things, but he yeah. said some dumb things, too. D- yeah, All right. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Send me back to France. <laughs> what else you got there, buddy? All right. Next one. St. Ignatius of Antioch. Ah, the great investor. St. <laughs> Ignatius. What about year 200? Yeah. Yeah. It is the mark of a great athlete to be bruised, yet still conquer. Booyah. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we know that we know when we invest, right? We're, we know there will be ups and downs. Definitely. That's part of what we sign up for. Exactly. I, I tell new clients who have never invested before, there are not a lot of guarantees in this business. I can tell you that the market usually goes up, but there are no guarantees. What I will guarantee you is that we will go up, down, and sideways, sometimes all in the same year. <laughs> right. Um, right. But that's exactly. what you sign up for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my, my next one, do you have one queued up or no? Uh, this one's just good old Warren Buffett. Okay. Our favorite holding period is forever. Oh, you know, and... Charlie Munger has one. I don't have it in front of me. That's really, really similar. But it was like one time I was asked, how long do I anticipate holding? Let's just say it was IBM. Mm -hmm. IBM. And he says, ideally, way beyond my life. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, wow, that's pretty awesome. All right. What man cannot reverse, he must endure. This is a Mexican proverb. Well, it's true. I mean, this is like... We can't change things. You don't call the market and control it? No, I don't. I <gasps> wish I did. I thought you had that special number. <laughs> well, but I, I do think, you know, a lot of times we think we should be doing something. And I agree. Like I, I, said, I said before, we've gotten giddy over what we think are some really good opportunities that are presenting themselves. But we could be wrong. We could be wrong. Right. I mean, which maybe I'll wrap it up with the last one. And you know me, I'm a baseball guy, unless you have one more. I'll, I'll go with my last one. Okay. okay. And then we'll you, do, you wrap it up. Last one. This is a, a baseball. This is Yogi Berra. Okay. I love baseball. I love Yogi. Uh, this is America. If you don't like Yogi, America. I'm sorry. Just get out. <laughs> <laughs> but this is true. It's tough to make predictions, especially about the future. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, here's, my, here's my, my parting words. Ready? All right. This better be good. Now is always the most difficult time to invest. That's true. And that's that's so fire buddy anonymous. When the market's up, oh, is this a good time to get in? We're yep. kind of high, right? How many when the markets times are have down? We had that conversation. Yeah, is now a good time? Yes, 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 yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, and it's but it's like it seems like it's a new emotional battle every single time. So, Jason, is now a good time? Absolutely. The market's down. It's actually a great time. There's a. It's a. Could it keep time. going? Yes. Sure. Will it recover someday? Yep. Yes. And our probability of it recovering sooner rather than later is higher when it's down. That's right. All right, Jason. This was that fun. was fun. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope people got some comfort out of that. These yeah. are smarter men who have gone before us. For sure. Absolutely. Maybe not Ben Frank. And, <laughs> and you know what? It's funny when you talk about quotes because we've been communicating in quotes all week. It's kind of, <laughs> I joke. Uh, I, you know, my friends and I, we can communicate with Arrested Development, Seinfeld, <laughs> King of the Hill. 
Office. The office. We can communicate in only those quotes and not say anything unique or new and get what the other person is trying to say. Um, but this just, I think, take take from the wisdom that's gone before you, that's gone before us and learn from it. This doesn't sound like now's the time to panic, does it? No, not at all. All right. Well, let's not panic. All right. In fact, make yourself a gypsy queen Yeah. and uh, like relax. Song. Enjoy the fall. All right. Well, thanks for having a drink with us this week, folks. It's time to close out the tab. If you have a question or topic you want addressed on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Cheers. Yeah, that was awesome. I like that. Good stuff. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless otherwise otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.